Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. So um, that's what she's looking forward to. She's looking forward to her wedding night, and she should. It should not be scary. It should not be. She should be pure and a virgin and and excited about that wedding night. And I, I think our culture has done some damage. We were trying to teach our kids. In some ways, people are like, who cares? Just do whatever you want. It's just, it's just a connection. It's just what you want to do. And on the other hand, some people go to the other opposite end. It's like, oh, you have to wait. You can't do this. Da, da, da. And they make it real um, um, that that were, I, I need a dictionary. Strict. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're making it so strict that I, I remember I've heard uh, several people say it, several women who did wait until their wedding night. She said, but they were so pushed into waiting and saying it's wrong until you get married that they felt they were wrong on their wedding night. Yeah. And then they would have this deep regret because they're like, I did something wrong. Instead of teaching it, it's, it's, it's a perfect time to come together. You want to do this. It's going to be great. Uh, It's, it's going to be awkward. You're going to have some learning experiences. It might even hurt a little bit, but it's, it's going to be a beautiful night. You should look forward to your wedding night and saving yourself for that person. So that when they do get to the wedding night, they can switch and go, I'm married. I can do this now. Right. Because I, I'll yeah. tell you, when you're told don't, 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 and then you finally get married, then you, I mean, it took me even. Take an, an adjustment. It even took me as an adult to think, oh, wait, I'm married. I can go find him. Where'd he go? <laughs> you know, because, right? you, you, because you've been taught you got to wait. So in this part, she's been taught, I can't wait for my wedding night. It's going to be beautiful. And we're going to have this connection that we could have no other way. And that's what God says in Revelation 19, 9. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who called to the marriage supper of the lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. That's the, what we're looking for. That's what God's trying to say. Like as excited as you are for your wedding night, because I made y'all excited for that. I made it to something that's supposed to be an intimate relationship between a married couple, husband and wife. That's what I'm asking for you. I want you to be excited about our marriage. And our marriage night, which is the marriage supper of the Lamb. I want you to be excited about that. That's when we're all going to be with Jesus. And then he said, uh, comments before we go on? No, I'm just agreeing. Okay, cool. In verse 7, in Songs of Solomon 4, in verse 7, it says, You are all fair, my love, and there is no spot on you. And some of the... uh this is like, again, this is that picture of Jesus. Not only that, but this is also God was trying to speak to his people of Israel. He was as a whole. And right now, I mean, as we're speaking, there's a war in Israel going on with Hamas in the Gaza Strip and everywhere else. So this is even a little bit more. I want you to pay attention to this because God had made a promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He said, I will bless those who bless you. So if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. If you curse Israel, you'll be cursed. Uh, Hamas Sounds is going to be cursed. Pretty simple. Very simple. And so God is also saying his, his, his people of Israel, the Jewish people, his people of Israel that he created, he's going to make, their, he's going to make it where there's no spot on them because he loves them. He cares for them. This is also our picture of Israel. You okay? 
Yeah, my headphones are hurting my head. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm good. All right, just making sure. So he said, um, I'm loud, so I guess that works. I can hear you. That's what I mean. I'm loud. I know. Okay. So that's one of the things. Is, so when we're looking at this, he's also t- talking to Israel, his chosen people. And we get grafted in. So don't worry. Praise the Lord for I know. That. When, you're, when you come to believe, when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, he is raised from the dead, you are grafted in and you get to have all the inheritance too. So no um, matter what your nationality. Nope. So he makes us one new man, Jew and Gentile. Jews are the Jews and Gentiles are not Jews. Just in case. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. So when he says you are all fair, my love, and there is no spot in you, these are promises God's going to make because we are definitely have a bunch of spots right now. He's making this promise through Jesus Christ. For in 2 Corinthians eleven two, it says, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to, virgin to Christ. So God's going to fight for us. He's, he is not going to share us. I don't share my husband. I do not share him. He don't sh- and, and he's not sharing me. We don't share each other. In fact, when we first got engaged, our friend would ask this lady to sing to him happy birthday, not knowing that she was a bit mm, too much drinking. And she decided she's going to sing to him happy birthday, Mr. President style. Like JFK, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe and, yeah, Marilyn Monroe and JFK. Yeah. So she started walking up towards Ray and put her hands on him. And he's like, before he could even get out the words, I stood up and I yelled at that lady. I said, you get away from him. I am not comfortable with this. And I made her scoot back even further just to make sure she understood I was in control, not her. <laughs> yeah, I hear well, she often asks how I'm doing. <laughs> you have scarred her for life. She learned a lesson. She could learn no other way. Yep. Well, but she was being inappropriate. Yeah, and I wasn't going to share. And then again, that friend should not have asked that, knowing no. who she was. Well, I don't think he actually knew. I really don't think he knew that she would do something like that. Mm. I'm going to say that that shocked him, too. Okay. I like to say that. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but we're going to. Anyway. I don't know the friend, so I can. Mm. You do. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Our, our, our guitar singing friend. Oh, I see. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. So I really, he would not have. No. So that's why I'm saying, nah, he didn't know. He wouldn't have allowed uh-huh. a woman to do that to him. He certainly wouldn't have. No. Th- he wouldn't have. So no. he didn't know. Um, but anyway, she learned a lesson. And um, just like uh, Ray doesn't share me, I don't share him. We don't share. And that's what God's saying. I'm like, I'm not going to share. And it's okay for God to say that. He is allowed to be. I've heard that um, Oprah said that she didn't really believe in God because he was jealous. He has every right to be jealous. <laughs> We're his creation. He has every right. He's not going to give us over to Satan. Why well, she don't do share that? her husband. Do we know that? No, we don't. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that she does and doesn't. I just don't know. Um, I'm, I, hey, I recently learned that you don't put a pineapple out in front of your house because you're willing to share your spouse. Also found out you don't wear a gold anklet because you're married and your spouse, as, as long as your spouse agrees to it, you're allowed to share. Didn't know about the gold anklet. Yeah, my son explained that to me. That's so sad. People wear gold all the time. I know. I'm like, well, thank God I know I want to go a gold anklet now, isn't it? Well, don't ever wear one now. Nope, nope, can't. No pineapples, no no gold chains around the ankle. Interesting. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, who comes up with this stuff and where do you find this stuff? Like, how do you not do it by accident? I'd be one of those ones who wouldn't know. It got, it got started because somebody wore a pineapple shirt at work and they're like, do you know what a pineapple means? And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> Anyway, it, it stirred up for a while at work. I, I had no idea. 
My child did. He goes, yeah, mom, don't put a pineapple in your grocery cart, at least upside down. You're going to carry it. And I'm like, how do you know this what stuff? What if it falls over? No, I'm like, how do you know this stuff? He goes, I pay attention. Okay. I'm like, okay. I'm glad you pay attention because I'm obviously don't. Anyway, so people apparently do share. And God saying, no, I don't share. I'm not going to share my beloved with you. I'm not going to share you, you with Satan. You're mine. And I'm going to make you spotless. I'm going to keep you spotless. And once, when we're in Christ, he's going to deal with us. If we have sin, he's going to deal with that sin. He ain't going to let it go. No, I'm good. Thanks. All right. So Ephesians 5, 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish because Jesus is the spotless lamb. Through him, we become spotless. Perfect. No, not until he comes back or we're resurrected, which is when he comes back. When we are resurrected, then we'll be sinless. Not before. Then we're not perfect. But when we do sin, God is going to deal with it. And he should. And we should be thankful he deals with it because he doesn't want to leave us there. Who wants to be left in, in a quicksand or mud or slop Who or, or a pit of sewage? Who wants to be left in a pit of sewage? No, you want God to get you out of it. So when you sin, God's going to like, hey, look, I'm going to rescue you. You're mine. I'm not going to leave you that way. Thank the Lord. I know. Because, you know, people who have OCD, that visual is... OCD or germaphobe? Germaphobe. A show-stopping. Yes. (laughs) But that's that's how it should look. It's like Ray says, you know... If you know, if you're, if you put a drop of sewage on your hamburger, are you going to eat that hamburger? <sighs> are you going to try to eat around it? God, I'm grossing out. I know. That's kind of fun. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. I know. But you're not. So why would God allow you to have a little bit of sewage on you? He's not. He's going to be like, oh, we're going to clean that off. And it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me because, you know, we're going to deal Ugh. with this. He's going to deal with it. And I'm thankful. Moral of the story, stay out of the sewage. Yeah, that too. But I am so so thankful to God that he doesn't leave us that way, that he does want us to be spotless. I'm, I'm asking Ray real quick if the solar, taste the solar eclipse. He's going to come tell us. He is? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, there is a solar he's, eclipse, so um, we're going to pause it but when it's time. We're going to go look at it because we got those special glasses. Yeah, he's, he's um, when I went to go get my water, he says, okay, 10 minutes. I'm like, well, come get us because yeah. we're not going to pay attention. No. So back to the thing. Yeah. So um, I, I often look back and I'm like, at, at who I was mm-hmm. and how the Lord uh-huh. has cleaned me up. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm just not there anymore. I can look back when I was first learning how to really walk with the Lord. And I look back and I'm like, oh, such an idiot. I pray to God nobody remembers that. Right? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I said dumb stuff. I did dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you, Lord. But, you know, people are, we're just, we know that we're different. Mm. And Yes. You know, like the, the, the group of people that I hang around now didn't, most of them did not know me back then. And so they don't have a reference to... To mm. like you're one of them. You don't have any mm-hmm. idea. You only know the devoted Jesus girl. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people don't remember. Yeah, people don't know when I yeah. was when I wasn't. I was probably saved as a kid, but I wasn't walking with the Lord. And mm-hmm. there's a big difference there. And nobody know remembers that I was shy and quiet. I didn't talk to anybody. Stay away from me. Um, I had anger issues, and I would 
and I would try to take it out on myself so I wouldn't yell and nobody knows that part. That was a mess. That's why I tell everybody, I'm like, uh, I've been talking to somebody before. Like that I, girl, my, the old Joanna mm-hmm. does not exist. Exactly. It, but it, Like but, doesn't. But like you and me, sometimes it tries to rear its head. Oh, yeah. Satan tries to bring it back. Sure. And I will have tendencies where I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay against the wall. And I have, I'm anxious and I still fight anxiety a lot. I didn't realize it until I have. I've talked about this before. It's how fearful I am and how much fear I have in me and, and, and anxiety. And it's ridiculous. But the Lord's not like, but he's like, that's not who you are. And we're not going to allow it to control your life. We're going to move forward. Right. Yep. And that's what he does. Um, I will always have an exit plan because of a scar from when I was a kid um, from being held down underwater from my swim instructor. I don't blame him. I'm not like, um, I have unforgiveness. It's just that I learned how to create exit plans, which in some ways is actually good. Mm-hmm. So in some ways it has taught me a really good lesson to make sure I know where my exits are and pay attention. But in other areas, it's like, don't touch me. Unless I think I can take you on and then maybe. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm getting, but I've gotten better. I've got COVID actually helped me with that because people, you know, they're, they're like, stay away. Don't get anyway, six feet, you know, but there were so many people who needed a hug. Right. And yeah. they couldn't just hug anybody. So I'm like, here, I'll give you a hug lady, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, the Lord's really worked with that. And there's sometimes I don't want to talk to people. And the Lord's like, yeah, I want to. we're going to, no, we're not going to stay there. Anna. we're not going to stay there. Yeah. Come on. So, uh, that's why I t- get out of your little isolation cave. Yep. And- yep. Exactly. Don't, you're not going to isolate yourself. You're not going to be a wall butterfly. You know, sometimes yeah. I need a minute. Sometimes it takes you to come get me. Come on. We're going to do this. Sometimes it takes Ray just to come over there and touch me. Like, hey, mm-hmm. come on, let's get out of this. Let's go. Because, you know, I have a tendency to want to go back to that. That's why I don't, when people talk about being extroverts and introverts, I don't agree with it. One, it's not biblical. I haven't found it in the Bible yet. If it's in the Bible, if anybody's found being an introvert's okay in the Bible or being an extrovert where you're just loud and noisy is okay, y'all show me the scripture and I'll be good. But until then, God didn't create that. What he said is quiet, gentle spirit, and you, you need to be around people. You got to talk to people. Um, walk your walk and showing people Jesus. Not necessarily saying you have to go walk up to somebody and say, hey, are you saved? God gives you that ability, go for it. But a lot of times what he wants you to do is develop relationships yeah, and have a relationship with people around you. I have a relationship with people with around me at work as, as much as I'm like, why do you put me in this position, Lord? But I ask, at the same time, I know I have a relationship with people at work, allowing me to talk to them. They know. I don't even say it, but somebody mentioned it to the other day. They're like, yeah, we know you don't like it when people live together. I never actually said those words. How do they know? Or Anna doesn't like this. I never actually said those words. How do you know? I remember that there's a book that came out and people are like, don't read the book, Anna. You're not going to like it. I never even talked about it. How do you know? They knew the content. They knew I wouldn't like it, even though I didn't necessarily say it with my mouth. I said it with my actions. Right. And Just that's like you. That's how we're supposed to yeah, be. Exactly. That's they're what you're supposed you've done. to see Jesus in everything mm-hmm. that we do. Yeah. How many people have you've seen who, who started asking about Jesus, but they only watched you? They didn't actually talk. So after my divorce and how I handled it, because I handled it very biblically, as opposed to how a worldly person would handle it, it's very, very different. Mm -hmm. And um, I I had a lot of people, which I didn't know, had a lot of people after the divorce was over and after they saw how I was continuing to act, um, they were like, we watched you the whole time. Yeah. We wanted to see how you would act. Um, because they weren't Christians, 
And and I was I had no idea I was being watched. Yeah, I was exactly. just in the middle of trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? And it's amazing how the people that the Lord will show people something because I know um, there was a situation at work a long time ago, and I had this supervisor. He was like on the bottom of my list of zero to ten. He was a one. And the only reason he wasn't a zero is because he was alive. Um, he was he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. He was just awful. But he did say one day he goes, "I need to take my family to church." He goes. We were in such a stressful situation, but yet you were so calm through it. And my first, and I went, oh, okay. But my first thought was, I was calm, Lord? Me? I was calm? Seriously? The Lord must have showed them I was calm because I didn't feel calm inside. Yeah. Well, also, and because of the way that I handled the situation, uh, women started coming up to me like, we're in the same one. How? What do mm-hmm. we do? Exactly. You know, and so, and because of that... Um, and I'm not going to say it was easy. There are so many times mm-hmm. I did not want to do it God's way mm-hmm. uh, because at one, it didn't make any sense. And two, it was hard. But I told the Lord from the get go, I said, I don't, I don't understand you. I don't understand your ways. I don't know why you're choosing this particular route. But because you say do it, I'm going to do it again, Lord. I don't get it, but that's OK. I'm still going to do it your way, whether I like it or not. And I did. And because of that, I've been able to help women all the way back since 2009 yeah. de- deal with the same crazy chaotic issue. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I did it God's way. Exactly. And, I, know, always, and I always tell people all the time with my testimony, like, I'm only telling you this because I went through a mess and I don't want you to go through a mess. Yeah. I want to help you not go through the same mess I went through. Yeah. So um, the things I did, and you hope I don't that, recommend it. And they ho- you hope and pray that they that they use the same godly tools that you're yeah. given them that you use. Or they'll become saved through it. Yeah. They'll see, I'm like, okay, I need to make a change. Yeah. And sometimes they do, sometimes yeah. they don't. I mean, you can't make them, but. Exactly. You, but that's what I'm saying is God's going to deal with it in our life. Yeah. If we're, if we're really following Jesus and we have sin, he's going to deal with it. And you should let him. You'll feel better. It's like that splinter that you can't get out or our a, 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 a by We poor, um, Jennifer had an ant bite on the back of her heel and it was really blistery and it hurt her to walk, but she didn't want us touching it. She was afraid if it popped. I think she had a misunderstanding of what it, as I said, we'll just pop it. It won't be a big deal. What that really meant. I didn't think about it from a kid point of view. Mm-hmm. Oh, popping might sound painful. You know, I didn't think about it. I just knew that, oh, it might be painful for a second, but you're going to feel better. And finally yeah. I'm trying to clean it. Um, her mom and dad were standing there. They're trying to, we're all trying to do something, but they let me do it because she'll sometimes, you know, you know, kids will sometimes listen to uh, somebody else better. Non-parent. Non-parent better, which I never still don't understand that. So I just went, okay, well, let me dry your foot off. And I didn't, I uh, took that towel and I just squeezed it and popped it. Mm-hmm. And she cried and she got all upset and felt so horrible because I felt guilty, but I knew she'd feel better. And after she calmed down a little bit later, I'm like, do you feel better? She goes, Yes. Yeah, I said, I'm sorry I had to hurt you, but I knew if I did, you would feel, and it really didn't hurt, hurt. No, it just scared her. Yeah, it scared her more than anything. I said, but I said, I know you felt hurt and I didn't want to do it, but I knew you would feel better. And we were not going to have any more fun this weekend if I didn't get that ant bite busted so that it could ooze out and you'll feel better. And she goes, I know. Yeah, thanks for the visual. Oh, no problem. (laughs) Hey. Those East Texas ants, they don't mess around. Oh, they don't. They I are mean, ruthless. They're ruthless, man. Her ruthless. whole back of her heel was all, you know, I'm like, now, but you know what now? She goes, now I can get it. She'll take a needle and do it herself. 
Now that now she can take care of it. When she gets ant bites, she just takes care of it herself. Anyway, it's the same to me, it's the same principle. It's a sin. God has to deal with our first sin and it hurts. But after a while, then we learn how to go deal with our own sin. Oh, I have sinned. I need to take care of this and I need to fix it. Not that, I mean, like, such as maybe apologizing or uh, setting up boundaries so you don't do that sin again, things like that. So that to me was a good picture of God. I had to do it the first time. Now she takes care of it herself. Right. And it she can do it on her own way. In fact, I remembered her advice the other day because I got, I, I had one in the bathtub that I didn't know was there. Well, I did not like the water, by the way. So it was biting and biting my toe. The it, ant? Yes. And it took oh. a few days before I realized, before it pussed up. And so my whole bottom of my toe, I couldn't walk. I'm like, what is wrong with my toe? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's an ant. Uh, so then I thought, oh, wait, Jennifer used a needle. Let me go get a needle. That's what I do. Yeah. I, I um, burn the end of the yeah. needle to sterilize it. And I yeah, I had it, some oils so. that I did it with and yeah. it worked out fine. I'm like, oh, yeah. So then we teach other people how to deal with their sin. Hey, this yeah. is your sin issue. Let me help you. I've been yeah. there, done that. Let me help you. Yeah. So that's what this is a good picture of is is how the Lord doesn't leave us alone. He gives us a way out. The one thing that I always tell the ladies and they do not like this part is that, um, yes, things might be a mess and your husband might be horrible because mine was pretty horrible. Uh, but um, the Lord didn't have me look at him. Mm-hmm. He started with me. Uh, yeah. I know and that. I'm like, wait yep. a minute, Lord, we're doing this backwards. He's like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about him. I'll deal with him. We, you worry yep. about you. And I'm like, but he's like, there is no but. Exactly. When I started dealing with broken hearts. Your husband is my problem. He is not yours. Exactly. And when I started dealing with my broken hearts, the Lord's like, yeah, because I got to show you what's inside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you say that prayer, Lord, the one that David prayed, you know, search my heart, oh, Lord. He does. He does. And he, he does things there that you never knew exi- were there. But um, but you'll feel better. Yeah, I'm so grateful because yeah. um, that was the changing moment. That was the, you know, at, at the same time that we're, he's pulling all the mess and the junk out and he's replacing it with him. And, you know, and it's just that's when you're like, okay, yeah, this is what I needed. And the Lord knew that's what I needed. So. Exactly. What? Let's go look at the eclipse. Oh, is it time? I think so. Oh, okay. So, hey, or we're going to... Um, Y'all pray. won't know it, but we're no. going to pause it. <laughs> well, you will, because this will be in there. But we're going to yeah. pause it. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. There was a little bit of pause there, because we just came back from looking at the eclipse. It was really cool. We got the special, very, very got the cool. special glasses from um, Home Depot. But I know a few years ago, there was an eclipse, quite a few years. It was before COVID, because it was before we our office moved. And one of the guys there, he's like, Anna, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, what? He goes, here, put this helmet, uh, put the welding helmet on. And I put the welding helmet on and was able to look at the eclipse. Oh, really how funny. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. So anyway, we, we just talked about how the Lord will not leave us. When we sin, he doesn't leave us. He works with us all the time. I was going to go Oops. let them in. Oh, okay. We, um, we thought my grandson showed up. I'm like, wow, that'd be the first time ever they'd be over an hour early. Um. It wasn't the false alarm. It was yeah, Pastor right. Ray's TV. Yeah. Um, he's been watching the news yeah, about sorry for that. all the um, it's total eclipse or the not cooler. It's an, an annual I have eclipse. No idea. It's not a total. I just know that. Okay. So anyway, so we, we left off there to go to uh, Solomon, uh, Songs of Songs, Songs of Solomon, uh, chapter four, verse eight. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. With me from Lebanon. Look from the top of uh, Amana, from the tops of Sinir and Harman, 
from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. This is the first time he's called his, her his wife. He's actually using the term wife. And he is offering her to leave her family. And he will protect her. And this is also looking at, let's leave our old life behind. We've got to leave our old life behind in order to have this new life. And in Genesis 2.24, it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. You can't put your new shoes on until you take off your old shoes. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.